Ooh, there is so much I want to talk to you guys about. There's so much, so much, so much going on. I hope you guys are doing well. This is Tammy from MDT Academy with another lesson. There's so many lessons that we're learning now, right? I mean, what if the very feeling we work so hard to protect others from feeling is exactly what they need to feel in order to give ourselves the care and consideration that we need. Please excuse the bird, and I can't um, tell you what bird call that is, but whoever it is is um, scared. And I don't know if it's because of hunger or there's a predator in the area, which it can be because I am in a jungle area. But anyway, if you hear that bird cry, that's what it is. And it would not be out of alignment with the, um, what do they call it, heal and cry of the world right now, which means that's what's happening in our inner worlds because the outer world reflects that. And so what is this cry about? You know, we are a unique breed. And today we're going to talk about that inner cry, that inner child as an empath with MDT. I remember in the beginning of my long, long period of acknowledging I had MDT. One of the reasons it took so long, despite deeply feeling all the shame, blame, and guilt that comes along with that. It took me so long because the people I heard talking about it, whose wisdom I validate and am grateful for, and will not list here, but is in the glossary of the book. Um, the list is in that glossary of many authors and teachers and people, you know. Um, I just felt like they weren't affected by it the same way I was and that is to be expected but I always felt like a huge part of the emotional equation was missing which is why I don't discuss my personal experience of MDT unless it's necessary to point out something great mother has downloaded as part of this curriculum here if it illustrates a point that she's given, fine. But otherwise, like trauma expert Gabor Mate says, trauma is not what happens to us. It is what happens inside of us. So check my Facebook post of Eartha Kitt's MDT story. She boldly tells this BBC interviewer decades before Donahue and Oprah what that inner turmoil was all about for her you know I mean this is just what we're getting at that essence of who and what we are as empaths with MDT now I can't say for certain whether she or anyone else is an empath that's something you have to determine by 
your own means of intuitive connection with great mother, the mother of all mothers, our intuition, yin, that still small voice, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. But today's lesson is about how our inner child mothers us. How are we mothered by that inner child? Eartha Kitt talked about how she treated herself and conditioned the discipline within herself as a result of such a harsh upbringing. So we know that there's blessing in it, but to really understand that in a way that's not positive toxicity, that is not spiritual bypass, pretending we've acquired a level of spiritual enlightenment that we have not earned, or revisiting this fantasy mother, you know, it's, it's not any of that. It's about realizing that there's a yin and a yang to everything and operating from that position. And that tends to be something biracial people can do. And she was biracial, multi-racial, multi as we all are. But when you're conditioned to be hyper aware of that, you have no choice but to live on the edge. And so how does our inner child mother us? This is about the narcissistic shadow of the empath and how we can use our empathic light, that ability to connect with others deeply, to connect with that part of ourselves, okay? And so that's what we're talking about today, connecting with that part of ourselves to have the self-awareness we need to distinguish between whether we're being mean to someone like mama was mean to us and therefore avoiding that at all costs because we don't want to inflict that on anyone, not just because we're sweet little empaths, but because we feel other people's feelings. You know, we're already <laughs> we're full of other people's feelings. We don't want to add any negative feelings into the pot. And we are intuitively aware that there's a part of us as i was intuitively aware that is not being acknowledged and that's what i always felt i felt like these resources did not really acknowledge that part of us and they could not because they are not empaths okay last time um we were talking about um, our intuition and in that lesson about the five uh, the seven rules of intuition rather we we talked about that you know we kind of talked about how we get into that space of um, you know just taking for granted and other people taking for granted our ability to see into things but then not really using that ability to our advantage and the rules for doing that is what that lesson was about so you know this goes into so many different things like I said there's so many things I want to talk to you about but we want to focus on that definitely more coming about divinity identity and soul alignment and using that as a tool to create resonance between our emotions and intuition of course the mama drama trauma healing oracle deck readings you just post down what 
question you have in the comment section and I will do a reading in upcoming episodes for you on that. Uh, that's a daily practice actually for this um, you know academy and the book version is on its way so join the private Facebook group to become a reviewer and add your suggestions you know to what you would like to be included in the link below. Now, in introducing the topic of highly sensitive people in the seven rules of intuition for empaths with MDT, you know, I want today to go deeper into us and what makes us tick. You know, we are less than, you know, 10%, 5%, many say, of the human population, empaths. And the science of that consciousness in animals and in humans is something I want to talk about more in upcoming episodes as well because when we're talking about our inner child we're talking about that part that makes us human beings that homo sapien that conscious being we do have more than other mammals that sense of self-awareness being aware of ourselves so I want to discuss here you know the difference between being self-conscious you know not wanting to inflict harm on others and most of us we don't want to do it on ourselves although many of us do as kind of our wires getting crossed in terms of hurting ourselves preemptively before we hurt others or confirming the hurt others project onto us and that's all the cognitive dissonance you know that we have with divinity identity and that's why it's such an excellent self um, mood regulating tool is because it aligns us with that part of us in a safe way to where we have the confirmation we need that no, we're not being mean, we're actually being kind to ourselves, not at the exclusion of others, but through the inclusion of others using our empathic abilities, okay? Of course, empathy is the ability to understand how someone feels and to even feel how they feel. But empaths actually have the ability to feel what others feel um, in real time. And so I want to look at this inner process and how it works here. Some of you who are therapists, life coaches, and of course all of us who are here doing our self-directed inner work, <coughs> it's good to, <coughs> excuse me, my goodness, let me get some water here. beautiful Sunday day oh my gosh I hope it's beautiful where you are um, like I said I had just so much to share with you but for those of you who are also healing from your MDT healing I haven't forgotten about the MDT astrology for you and this is for all of us especially those of you who are reading the deck you know when you're ready to go deeper into the chakras each chakra is ruled by a planet and um, we're going to talk about those unique planetary placements and aspects that play starring roles in our cosmic calculus 
karma and you know how our um, empath um, ability our empathic abilities as old souls is used you know to remedy our situation you know so we're all entering this in different places stages and phases of our journey speaking of mood yogas um, I want to be sure that everyone knows that that's what we're doing here at the Academy okay so looking at the inner child as our mother and how this happens is often overlooked in our over focus on mothering or reparenting it usually we're so focused on okay I've got to reparent this wounded inner child that we forget that our inner child this wounded rejected part of us with these unmet maternal needs is really our inner mother in the sense that this part of us unlike us who deny our needs and our wounding out of feeling it's unsafe for us to do so we don't the only reason we don't acknowledge mama drama trauma which is the first and most difficult step in this grieving process this six step grieving process is because we feel like all hell will break loose when we do acknowledge it and as empaths of course we are absolutely correct okay so most of us never do but our inner child develops as our mother because it does acknowledge our unmet needs of maternal presence provision and protection now that's a healthy mother the mother that knows and does not quibble from her intuitive sense as the one who gestated the seed of our material existence and agreed with us on a soul level to bring us through does not question her connection to us and knows what we need in order to feel the presence of her protection the provision of her care that's a good mother that's a good mother all of us are mothers whether we have birthed children or not and as such we like great mother have all forms of the mother good terrible and great but in different seasons of our lives like different phases of the moon we embody those characteristics more I'm just trying to help you get out of the dark night of the soul the black night of the new moon which is the mama drama trauma card okay and so this root chakra balsamic moon card in fact downloads this wisdom to us and so this inner child as our mother is not hyper focused 
on being good and being compliant. It may be ours because we don't want to rock the boat. We're trying to stay safe. We're trying to avoid maternal abandonment and abusive situations. But in our hyper focus on this, the inner child is more empowered because it's the yin and the yang. Like the Abraham teachings teach us. Abraham Hicks is always talking about that contrast and our thoughts creating that vortex of experience. And so that's what we're doing in all innocence, trying to survive in this material experience of mama drama trauma. On the inside of us, like Dr. Mate said, what's happening inside of us, not to us, we're focused on what's happening to us to stay alive. Meanwhile, what is happening inside of us? What's happening inside of us is this generational cycle is being rejected. This generational cycle of the mother wound is being rejected by the empath because our standard of truth of wisdom of integrity is one that we cannot deny more than 80% of other human beings can closer to 90% of other human beings have the capacity to deny this inner truth that we have unmet maternal needs that this generational cycle of the mother wound does not exist that's why empaths have MDT see yeah most human beings have some form of the mother womb because the mother is not just the birth mother. Remember, we embody all maternal archetypes. All mothers in form in different phases and different stages. Just like the earth does and has seasons. Just like the motherland does and has seasons. Now we're going back into a dark season across the planet in the motherland. Okay? That download period. And so great mothers downloading to us and whatever maternal form we take, earth mother, the climactic yin yang that's going on, okay? We're getting downloads and that's why empaths have MDT, regardless of what kind we are experiencing, what form it takes. We not only feel hurt, because it's happening in the material world, we feel mama's hurt. Earth mother, birth mother, motherland. We feel it viscerally. And therefore, her unmet needs. Earth mother's need for responsible stewardship in order to sustain us. Now, she don't have to sustain us now. We are not indigenous to this planet. We don't just automatically regenerate. We're not from here. 
Okay, we plug into this spot. And she decides for how long and what it's going to be like while we're here. But we're guests here. And there's a certain level of care that she needs in order for us to be here. She's not getting it. Motherland's not getting it. What's motherland? Motherland is where our psychological and our intellectual programming occurs in order to live here. That's all screwed up and skewed and everything else, you know. And so everyone is experiencing this. Everyone has the mother wound, not to mention the birth mother situation. We talk about that all the time. So, you know, birth mother too. We feel the pain. And so we try to avoid it. But how does a child born of shadow, unrecognized, unregulated, and unintegrated mother? How does a child born of that mother, does it have the experience and expertise to do so without hurting itself and others? The answer is it does so terribly. Which is where terrible mothers are born. Because it's impossible to break the cycle without acknowledging it. Without admitting our wounded narcissistic inner child needs to feel grounded. Narcissism is the shadow side of being an empath because empaths intuitively know and trust in our divinity identity that we are dearly loved divine children of the great mother father God not us but everyone which is why we don't want to hurt people and we will hurt ourselves before we do so we believe in that we've had enough lifetimes to confirm that this is the truth problem is the outer experience is not reflecting that with MDT so our shadow that wounded narcissistic inner child is demanding what it needs and so we have ways of demanding what we need without being aware of it but intuitively we feel when that occurs and we automatically jump to, ooh, I'm being mean, I'm hurting somebody without having all the information to make that assessment. Just because we feel things doesn't mean that they're right for us and with regard to others. So to break the cycle, we recognize this. Until then, this wounded part of ourselves just occupies the shadows of our heart and mind that we could otherwise use to mother ourselves and be fine you know um, without that kind of awareness this kind of inner mothering is the same way we were mothered by our mother you know um, person you know and so let's bring it to light. You know, 
let, let, let's look at this internal mother figure so we can respond to MDT triggers differently. Okay, so uh, look, no matter how abruptly, inappropriately, or unwelcome our triggers, raw emotion, or our behavior show up, just remember that baby inside us is always crying. It's always crying. It has phases and stages too. It might be whimpering, it needs our protection. It might be whining, it needs our presence. It might be bawling for us to provide. But if we know what those basic needs are it's crying for, then we won't be so reluctant to acknowledge them. Okay, so let's look at what those primary needs are when we are feeling this inner cry that we don't want to acknowledge. It's crying for one of these eight things to be nurtured, supported, appreciated. Connected to with compassion. It needs compassion from us. Respect. Space to connect with us. Encouragement and understanding to do that in the way that it needs to do it without judging what it has to say, without condemning what it has done in the past, even if that past was just 30 seconds ago, <laughs> that's what it will always need. That inner child that is really behaving in relationship to us as our mother, trying to get our attention so that we can meet our needs and we allow others to meet them It's wanting us to know what those needs are. And it's crying out for the nurturing, support, appreciation, compassion, respect, space, encouragement, and understanding it needs in that moment. And that again is a redirection of our high sensitivity to a more productive end than this self-critical inner voice. Now, Keep these needs first and foremost in your conscious heart and mind because you want to be able to anticipate what those needs are. You already kind of know within yourself. And in the book, I have a survey that we can do at any time to locate exactly what that primary need is that's showing up as a result of being triggered. Now, of course, our triggers are unhealed wounds. Okay, and so we want to talk about what happens when we fail to recognize these wounds. What happens when we fail to recognize what our needs are? Okay, the inner child. What happens when we don't recognize these, these needs? is that we don't realize 
the incomparable, debilitating inner critic that is consistently and persistently telling us to be ashamed, that we are to blame for, or that we are at guilt, will not allow us to move beyond that point. So to move beyond that point, we have to succeed in recognizing that need. So we always want to keep these eight needs first and foremost so that we can retrieve them like a bottle when the baby cries. You know, you ever been into a nursery where everything is just organized, you know, so that when that baby needs whatever need is right there so that the focus can be on building a healthy relationship as opposed to the basic survival needs. Now here, we're talking about narcissism. We're using the term to describe and characterize how we experience the mother wound and specifically why it is the shadow side of empaths. Now there is a difference in the use here of the word as a descriptive term and what the narcissistic personality disorder um, actually is, okay? It is an actual disorder that in the National Library of Medicine, the National Institutes of Health, these experts say that about 7% of people in the United States have NPD. Now, this is actually a disorder that 14 and 200 people have as of the recording of this lesson and there are significant gender differences when it comes to the prevalence of the disorder. About 75% of the people are men. Okay, so it's predominantly men. So again, this goes to show us, you know, how these stats start to narrow down real quick when you start to refine our unique breed. It's a combination of factors that make us impasse with MDT. And so how common really is narcissistic personality as a disorder? Well, according to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the big thick book used to diagnose psychological disorders, they place NPD as one of the 10 personality disorders. So they describe disorders as things that cause people to think, feel, and behave in ways that hurt themselves or others. Okay, they just, that's what a disorder is. A disorder causes people to think, feel, and behave in ways that hurt themselves or others. Now, that could certainly describe way more than 7% of people in the United States, but this is why, you know, it's important to kind of know what things really are because most people don't experience people as narcissists, you know, in terms of us, in, in terms of it dysregulating them, I should say, in a way that they can't even function. So if we talk about narcissistic traits as it relates to empaths and our shadow, this is all about self-care. 
okay, being present, providing for, and protecting ourselves. And that shadow showing us how to do it. Looking at MPD, the disorder, this is a pattern that is defined as a pattern of self-centeredness, extreme self-involvement and grandiosity, a lack of empathy for other people. Okay, so we have the yin-yang there and a need for admiration to the degree it makes them ignore the needs of others around them. People who show signs of MPD have an inflated sense of self-importance, most commonly found in men, a disregard for others, insensitivity to others' feelings, inability to handle any criticism, a sense of entitlement, and are often charming and charismatic. They don't show negative behavior right away as they are highly intelligent, emotional predators responding to empath's generosity as behavioral cues to drain their energy, okay, without an effort to be sensitive and accountable for the damage that they do. So that could be broken down point by point by point in describing our wounded narcissistic inner child because these are the kinds of symptoms including excessive need for admiration disregard for others feelings and inability to handle criticism and a sense of entitlement that impasse with MDT often display in reaction to the dysregulation caused by MDT the emotional dysregulation, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder has the characteristic of an exaggerated startle response to stress. And so, yes, everyone has the stress of the mother wound from time to time. But if you have it every day, and if what it is doing to you on an internal level is have you hyper-focused on not rocking the boat, remaining safe, just surviving. You don't have everything you need in your nursery. You don't have the nurturing. You don't have the support. You don't have the appreciation, compassion, any of that stuff. And so what are you going to do to survive? You're going to demand that someone acknowledge you. That excessive need for admiration, the excessive need for a disregard for others' feelings. Empaths can be perceived as highly insensitive and detached. It's a self-protective measure. We can be experienced as not having the ability to handle criticism. How many times have you heard people, I have to walk on eggshells around you. And having the sense of entitlement that, yes, you better, you know, or I'm going to escape. I'm going to self-medicate. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into my hovel, into my hermitage. I'm going to deny you access to your source. And so that's getting back to the formal NPD. So we see how that yin-yang dynamic works in the material as an empath actually dealing with a narcissist who we tend to be attracted to in an effort internally, not even conscious of these dynamics, 
to heal, to balance ourselves by being in that energy of someone who is unquestionably not only giving themselves the self-care that they have lacked in their own experience of mama drama trauma and or daddy drama trauma because NPD is nurtured. It is not nature. It has not been found to be a natural neurological disorder. It's a personality disorder. So that's based on traits and traits are um, typically um, developed through nature. Now, this is still under great debate, just as issues around being an empath. But empaths are unequivocally old souls. We are born this way because the research has shown that as highly sensitive people, we're like this from birth. So if we can learn to connect with our inner child in a healthy way, we open up to greater empathy and compassion for ourselves and others. So how does using our empathy for greater self-compassion lead to a healing relationship with the inner child? Because we feel mama's hurt from her own unmet maternal needs, that means we also absorb her feelings of shame, blame, and guilt for projecting it onto us. Most often, this process is unconscious and it's unconscious in her, not to mention if mama has MPD, she is unable to access these feelings without cognitive therapy. Or even then, it's unlikely, which is why it's important to acknowledge how motherhood has been modeled to us so that we know that this inner child is not so much crying out of anger and rage, which it shows up as in us because we feel powerless. But we have to realize in this hyper yang culture that this is a good thing to be in this situation or rather a good thing to acknowledge we are powerless we didn't cause control and we certainly can't cure it from way back in my days with Al-Anon for people who love alcoholics I learned the three C's and it's true we're completely powerless in that regard and it's a wonderful thing to finally admit this to ourselves, get it through our body, mind, circulatory system, that we did not cause it, we cannot control it, and we cannot cure it, okay? The only thing we can do is stop burying our wounded narcissistic inner child in the shadows so that we can heal, balance, whole ourselves. That's the best thing we can do. Because I've been sharing a link to this site for I know a good 10 years now that explains in everyday language the characteristics of narcissistic mothers. Now, everybody without fail reads this and 
find their mothers, okay? Now, it's republished by Parrish Miller. He's a right-wing politician, and he says he republished it by an unknown author in hopes that it would be of help to someone, and it is quite helpful. It lists 24 of these characteristics of narcissistic mothers, but we're just going to focus on the seven central characteristics I found. And these seven characteristics are simultaneously present in narcissistic mothers, which includes our wounded inner narcissistic child who is mothering us, by the way. Okay, so we're connecting with this inner child in an authentic way. And so the first of these seven characteristics that we need to acknowledge that is a trigger that shows up for us is the lying. It says she knows what she did was wrong and she knows your reaction is unreasonable. Two. The second characteristic that is triggering is the manipulating. She's making you look like the bad guy for objecting to her cruelties. Third characteristic, being selfish. She doesn't mind making you feel horrible as long as she gets her way. Four, blaming. She did something wrong, but it's all your fault. Five, projecting. Her petty, small, and childish behavior has become yours. Six, putting on a self-pitying drama. She's a martyr who believed the best of you and you've let her down. Seven, parentifying. You're responsible for her feelings. She has no responsibility for yours. Now, I wanna give you something before we go that's going to pull all of this together with some tips okay we want to be able to nurture the inner child in order to develop the self-compassion we need to connect with it as our inner mother and as we are maturing our own internal dialogue of self-mothering Okay, we want to just kind of pull it all together. And these seven characteristics that are named in this link below from um, Parrish Miller can lead us to those tips, okay? Because basically what we're saying here is that in order to make this transformation, we have to give ourselves time and space, like you're doing now. Okay, we have to give ourselves the time and space that we need to offer her or him that loving, needful inner child, the love and support it needs. That means the love and support that we need. So we have it to give to those around us in a way that encourages a healthy internal dialogue, okay? Many times we give, but it's out of this cruel sense of duty, which is common with old souls. 
we're we're old because we're still here learning and we're ready to go okay we really don't want to be here anyway a lot of times okay um so <laughs> we are still here because we're still learning how to lovingly detach from the material realm okay we're on the edge uh going into the astral one foot in the astral one foot in the physical right and it's a horrendous balancing act to release the birth mother attachment, which is what MDT is about. Here are some tips to encourage that healthy internal dialogue, okay? And it's, they're, they're gonna help with that self-mothering by using our empathic abilities to integrate instead of react, okay? When we are triggered, we want to automatically respond with a new intention which is to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence which is the sole contract of mama drama trauma we want that to be our intention whenever we feel triggered that however we're going to respond to this trigger, the unhealed wound, is going to be in a way that we are self-loving or we are further defining and refining for ourselves our own unique relationship with Great Mother Father God, uh, our own deeper internal understanding. So instead of the conditioned reaction to lie to ourselves, characteristic number one of the seven, going through with tips for nurturing the inner child instead of lying to ourselves admitting when our reactions are unreasonable give yourself a break PTSD is no joke everybody might have it but that makes it even more difficult to have we're all going around triggering each other it's extremely emotionally dysregulating Okay, and this brings up issues of self-medication, over-serving ourselves in order to artificially detach instead of lovingly detaching. We just want to admit to ourselves when we have actually not been in alignment with our divinity behaving as with we are dearly loved divine children of the great mother father god who are never judged condemned and left alone you know actually giving credence to someone or something that isn't respecting and honoring us you know we want to admit when we do that and just not lie to ourselves and make up stories about how we can justify being less than that the second way we can nurture our inner child, instead of manipulating ourselves and others, just dialing down the people pleasing to avoid being shamed, blamed, or guilt. That's what MDT does, okay? It's perpetuated by shame, blame, and guilt. And we can respond to a shame, blame, or guilting trigger by just dialing down the need to people please in that moment. It might be very stressful in that moment because our natural response is to 
deflect or use any other defense mechanism to avoid the pain of other shame, blame, or guilt. But we have to remember we are already dearly loved, divine children, the great mother, father, God, who are never judged, condemned, or left alone. So that whole manipulating game stops, just dialing down the people pleasing. The third way that we can nurture our inner child is by being more considerate of ourselves, okay? Instead of being selfish in our minds or feeling that we're being selfish, just taking better care of ourselves, just that being the charge of the focus and completely um, taking the charge away from, you know, pulling, you know, the charge from the whole idea of being selfish. Neither you or others need to be shamed, blamed, or guilted because you need time and space. You are an empath, an extremely highly sensitive person. It is what it is. This kind of self-judgment is where we run into issues of self-abuse, self-abuse, okay, self-abuse. Instead of blaming, we can love our inner child by admitting when we make mistakes, promising to ourselves we'll do better now that we know better, and forgiving ourselves so we can move on. You know, it's just shifting the focus from oh my gosh you know here we go again it's my fault again it's my fault again getting out of that cycle and just saying hey wait a second um i was you know really kind of quick in that situation and i did abandon this person in this situation because i was just drained and that's what i had to do but hey now that i'm focusing on shifting my thoughts and shifting my ideas there is actually another way i can handle that you know, I can just not be so people pleasing. Okay. And just shifting in that practical way, eventually it becomes an instant reaction, an instant response that you have. And you just stop looking for fault at all because that's just what you're doing. You're, you're not finding fault, you know, so you don't look for it. You don't find it. And it just becomes the way that you roll kind of. But in the beginning, this is really dealing with issues of blame. Okay, and how deeply conditioned and ingrained they are. So just acknowledging we're going to make a lot of mistakes, you know, because that's just what we were conditioned to do. <laughs> we're breaking a cycle. And so it's broken phase by phase, stage by stage. The sixth way that we can love our inner child is instead of putting on um, the self-pitying drama that we tend to put on sometimes, we can just surrender the situation as an observer. Just use our ability to read a situation, but doing it without attaching to it or the outcome is the rub. You know, we, we can detach, but we really need to do that without, um, without kidding ourselves about still being attached to what happens, all right? And this is easier to do when we realize that these things are not about us, but things happen more or less for us. And so dealing with issues of shame, 
you know, uh, around feeling that we are part of a bigger picture in life and we have a role and we can use our role to observe situations in ways that are productive. Instead of projecting, we can stay present with ourselves, project and providing our own needs, um, I'm rather protecting and providing our own needs. We can most certainly do that following our own birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole, you know? And so those are some ways that we can shift. Finally, instead of parentifying, feeling responsible for others' feelings, just being responsible for our own at all times, knowing that that's more than enough because that is the basis of good mothering. And we completely obliterate issues of self-guilt in doing that. You know, just we're responsible for ourselves. We're responsible for keeping that intuitive connection and knowing ourselves so that we can take care of ourselves to better take care of others. We are not new to this. We grew to this as empaths. We are old souls completely capable of expanding our self-awareness, of illuminating our light to better understand and nurture our inner child by supporting, appreciating, and becoming more fully ourselves as the way we experience self-compassion, self-respect, so that our needs of encouragement are, are fulfilled and they're felt every step of the MDT release journey. Now, our reading today, as we close, comes from the Path of the Yoga Sutras, a practical guide to the core of yoga by Nicola Bachman. Uh, he's talking about the Kleshas Sutra, the mental emotional afflictions are addressed in this particular sutra. So, he says, In coming lessons, we delve more into divinity identity, the inner essence of life, but in the meantime and in between time. Join the private Facebook group before July 1st and get a free review copy of the book version of the Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle Deck. There we will discuss your suggestions, feedback, and what you would like to include in it before final edits. So click the link below to become a reviewer and help empaths with MDT everywhere. Above all and most of all, remember, Great Mother loves you and I do too. Now in the Kleshas Sutra about mental emotional afflictions, he, he says, seeds of unhappiness, sources of fear, cause conflict and strife, roast them with the flame of awareness and clearly hear the inner essence of life.